Good evening, Jane. Good evening, April. So how are you doing on this very snowy night? Ah, uh, tired, annoyed. That's yeah. How, that's how I'm feeling. How about you? Not really annoyed, just like kind of tired and just kind of blah. <laughs> yeah, like I just didn't do anything today because I'm like, because deep down I knew that I was going to have school tomorrow anyway, so... Why not enjoy this early spring break? There you go. That's what you can do. Yeah. Uh, hello, everybody again. Well, this is this is really unexpected, but since since we're having a freaking snowstorm, we might as well give you guys another <laughs> episode, another filler episode. So, this is another. I think is this like the fourth installment of Chai Kathy's? I don't know. I can't even keep up with how many we've done at this point. <laughs> I, honestly, me either. But, like, I just, you know, like, I was just hoping to not have school. I mean, to have school, but, you know, but my parents like, come on, babe. It's bad out there. I'm like, uh, yeah, it is. So, looks like, so, so, what you were telling me off air, you were telling me that we're going to get some more snow? It looks like, according to the weather, um, the news, we will get more snow coming in Thursday night, at least. It might come in also Wednesday. I know Thursday for sure. That's what it looks like. I cannot imagine my kids being at school or me subbing this week, obviously. I was supposed to uh, sub tomorrow. And that's not happening because school was canceled. So I'm supposed to sub Thursday. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I had an appointment tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, I have an event that I have to attend to. But, right. Which is, yeah. part of, which is part of my school assignment for both of my social work class and my history class. But, I don't know. Oh, well, I sure hope, obviously, they should give, let's hope they give you an extension for that. Because, I mean, well, hell, it's Mother Nature. We can't do anything about it. <laughs> we can't do anything about it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's what's so funny to me, April, it's just that we've been through this shit before. <laughs> because, like, remember last year, like, in early February and towards like March like there was like numbers growing during this time of COVID-19 yes yeah and like I like th things were starting to get canceled and everything and so now it seems to reverse now we don't have now schools keep on getting, being canceled and we keep getting snow and we keep getting snow. And it's not just us here in Indiana. I mean, this is I mean, all throughout the Midwest and some yes. of the eastern states and even southern states. I've seen Texas. I've seen New York. I've seen, you know, the big chunk of the Midwestern states. And it's just like in states that don't usually get it. Like I said, Texas doesn't get it very much, I don't think. I, and it's just like, what the hell? 
I mean, honestly, what's next? Is next year pigs is going to fly? They might fly. I mean, there, there might be an outbreak of pigs. Oh my gosh, what am I saying? An outbreak of pigs. The pigs are coming. They are yeah, running. Yes, yeah, like pigs flying everywhere. It just like, like buying, like it just, a daycare, a virus, some kind of weird, weird virus. Oh my gosh. Oh God. Well, didn't we already <laughs> have that though? The swine flu? Oz, I hate you so much, April. What? I hate you. The, the way you... Oh my <laughs> gosh. You clever, clever woman. You... <laughs> gosh, dang. You clever... Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. That is like the best singer I have ever heard. That's like the best... Wow. Wow. <laughs> You should. Dude, that was an accident. I kind of feel like you're. I, I feel like the steam rolling off of your back from the east side coming over to the south side over to my house. What? <laughs> I feel like you're like really pissed. <laughs> I am really pissed. First, you're like, like I am. I am April. And I said the steam, the steam. That's what I was saying. Like yeah, the steam yeah, I, coming from your ears is coming all over. Yes, it's it going is. all over Evansville. Yes, it is. It is. It is April because, like, the fact that you you're gonna pull this st- stunt, this clever stunt. And I was <laughs> and I was talking about something that could be really serious, that could be life death, and you and you. Decided to do wordplay, ad libs. You decided to play Mad Libs all of a sudden. <laughs> like, what the hell? I wasn't even. I'm sitting over here like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just I, talking. I. You see what I have to deal with, y'all. I I have to deal with this every day, for three years. Going on to four years. Like, gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> but anyway, wow. all, all jokes, all piss off aside, I am very impressed by you. I am legit impressed. <laughs> See, like, I don't know if you're being serious or you're like kind of mad at me now. <laughs> No, no, I'm being serious right now. I'm being serious. Okay. It's all a joke. Like, I'm just joking with you. I'm not actually mad at you. I I have been on a roll of having my brain missing today. I tell you what, it ties into what we're going to talk about. So, yeah. Okay, so, like, April brought some good points to me today. Which add to the list of a lot of things that I hate about our country. So go on ahead, April. Okay, so this all started kind of as a joke. <laughs> I decided to sit on the couch, me and James watching Married with Children, just like la-di-da. 
And then I start thinking because I, when I have time on my hands, I start thinking about stuff that doesn't freaking matter. Yay, kids, can you say that? Doesn't freaking matter. Because <laughs> it's a sitcom and sitcoms are imaginary. Okay, yeah. sorry. And they're yeah, in fantasy it's... land. And in yeah, this fantasy they're... land that is married with children, evidently, <laughs> it has been brought to my attention that Al Bundy uh, complains about working for minimum wage. And this show premiered in 87, ran until 97 people. That is 1987 to 1997 people. And the minimum wage during the time the show debuted was $3.35 an hour. And in my land of nobody cares, I decided to ask a question. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. Wait one minute. You mean to tell me this man who hates his wife and kids. Kind of. This man who slaves at a, a shoe store for ungrateful women that think they're a size 4 when they're really a size 7 in their shoes. You mean to tell a wage worker has a two-story house, a car, even if it's not that great, car nonetheless, two-story house, car, basement, dog, and two children and a wife. What? Chicago suburb. Say what now? Minimum wage? $3.35 an hour. So, Jane, this led to a conversation on my Facebook. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to post. I'm like, screw this. I haven't posted anything in a while. So... Like, normally I just post little recipes, pictures of the kids. I don't really talk about my feelings on Facebook much anymore because people have just gone off the deep end <laughs> and really lost their minds. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to say something about this. And you know what? People responded. <laughs> and what did they say? They're like, well, the truth of the matter is he made commission. No, you got to rewatch the show again. He complains and he says minimum wage. Minimum wage is not commission. Commission is when you make money off of those sales. Well, yeah, wa yeah watch the office, folks. You learn a lot about that on the office, but another, another topic. Anyway. So anyway, they, were... they had forgot. And so I had to say, no, I was sitting in my living room today and I witnessed this with my own eyes and ears. He was said, the character Al Bundy said in that show time and time again. His life sucks because he makes minimum wage and his wife takes every penny of it, blah, blah, blah. That's the key phrase there, minimum wage, okay? Well, this is where my brain got lost here, Jane, <laughs> because 
I thought I was having a Medela effect moment, and I almost lost my shit when I don't take jokes very well. Because <laughs> I was feeling so confused and just like, what in the world's going on here? My dad comments and just says simply, wow, I haven't seen that show. Was that the one with Roseanne on it? And I'm sitting oh my here. God. And oh my, my memories gosh. are flooding back to me from the 1990s and early 2000s when I went to see my dad and hanging out with my brother. And I'm like, uh, what? What? Are you serious? What? <laughs> what? Was I not in the room 20 years ago watching this with you? Like, what? Did I not see you laugh? Did I not hear you laugh? I was so <laughs> confused. <laughs> I was so confused. And then, so I commented back, and I forget that my dad is new to Facebook, and he doesn't know how to write jokes. And then, like, that's cool, but I got confused. So I'm like, oh, yeah, remember? It's this, this, and this, and this. Oh, well, if you're joking, that's okay. I'm sorry. That's what I wrote, Jane. Oh my gosh. Oh Describing my. the show. But I was Bruh. so confused. I was so confused. So guys, if Jade jokes with me, and then I'm like, what? I'm just kind of dense sometimes, and sometimes things <laughs> have to be explained to me that people are joking. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have a, st I mean, I sort of have a funny story relating to this. I mean, I'm, I'm like you, April, at times when I just don't get a joke. Like, I am so bad. I am very bad. There is this, like, one time during my freshman year in college <laughs> where, like, somebody says something to me and, like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. He says, and I was confused. I said, he says, Are you a GIF? I'm like, What the fuck? What do you mean, am I a GIF? Like, I was confused as hell. He's, he explained to me, You know your name. I'm like, Oh, because my name has many meanings. Like, I've been called, look, folks, I've been called Hope, I've been called Grace, and now GIF. So. <laughs> Which I don't like. It's it's been, it's been three, it's been three years going to four. I think something like that. He said to me, like, "Am I a gift? You know, like you know how your name is a gift. You know." Oh wow! <laughs> I would be confused too. It, it it took me so so. You're not the old. I feel your pain. I feel you on that. I could be this at times. Especially, There's a like, lot of things I can do, but getting jokes. Is not really <laughs> one of them, unless I'm either making it up or it's something like really subtle. I don't know, like yeah, I like I been through a phase, like you know, like in the beginning with especially when it comes to like liking people, I was confused as hell about flirting. I didn't know how to flirt. I did not. Right. I'm just like, how do you do this? 
is there like a pickup line or something? Is there like a rule book? Like I literally look this. I literally Google how to flirt. But <laughs> I understand. I, like, but like my only flirting technique that I can have is like that I go to. It's just be, by being myself. It's just it's yeah. That's basically it. Being myself and being an independent bad bitch. That's it. There you go, because, yeah, I'm not good at flirting. <laughs> I've just been very blunt and honest. <laughs> yes, but I I want to tell you this. There's this one time, this one glorious time where I used a technique. It was last year. I liked this guy, this guy who was in my choir class. And and now we're, and um, <laughs> it was like, uh, it was last year. Wait, it was November of 2019, and yes. we and we had and we had a concert together, like this this whole show called Magical. Yes, like which is a USI tradition, which I really enjoy. Shout out to that. So like we we so all day during on Friday, on Friday night all day, we were just saying up for tomorrow because during the next. Because all day on Saturday, on that, the next day, we're going to set up and decorate. Right. And set the stage. So, like, we were moving, like, so we were moving all the stuff to, like, the Carter Hall, which is where the performance would be. So, towards the end, like, when we were, like, wrapping up, I, he, he always wore hats. Right. Like, and so, like, I... God just gave me this idea, this like technique, and so I just went with it, and I thought it, and I, and I told him, and I quote, you know, I'm sore on, you know, I'm sore in a conflict with myself. I'm sore. Oh, sorry, I'm sore debating myself whether I should wear your hat or where I should wear my hat. And then he smiled at me. He says, you know, there are two hats, and so. Uh, and so he let me wear it. I got his hat, but like we had to wait. And so like we were just hanging out. Like so we were hanging out in the jazz lounge, like all of us, like you know, yeah. the choir kids and all. And so like and also like obviously this Bible study at the time because we're both Christians, of course. And so and so like instead, like he, like. He was gonna give me the hat tomorrow, but he decided to give me the hat now. And so I went. I want. I continue to show my moves. And so, like, he gave me the hat, and I put the hat on my head, and says, "Well," and I'm like, "So, how I look?" And he's like, "You look really good." And I. <laughs> and side note, side note, um, there is this guy. There is this one guy, my one friend. My other friend who knew that I had, who knew I really liked this guy, and so like he saw us just like sitting together and just like going over the Bible. He says, "Okay, kids, don't, don't like, don't like, don't, <laughs> don't do something that I won't do." I'm like, "What?" And he's like so confused, like, "What are you talking about?" Like because he was doing something that else that night, and I'm just like looking at the, I'm like, "You better shut the fuck up, stop." Right? Like, like seriously? How embarrassing! <laughs> Like I was so embarrassed. It's so, but anyway, I April I wore that hat all throughout, like all this time. I wore that hat 
I wore it proudly. I wore that hat proudly. And also, I wore that hat all day, like, yesterday, like, all day the following day. And, like, we were just mashing. Like, we were goals. Like, couple goals. No, just, like, <laughs> we were goals. Like, like we were just both wearing mashing hats. Well, not mashing hats. It was just different. Right, right. But I get then, what you're saying. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a proud moment. Like, like with, with my... <laughs> it, I was awkward as hell around this guy. I was. But now... We're cool. I mean, that's my buddy. That is my buddy. Like, I'm like, yes, that is my best friend. And I'm so like, glad that it worked out to at least, you know, you guys can be friends. Yeah, so, like, that's the only time that I, sh- that I got game. I mean, there are other times where I was flirting with this, with this like, this last guy, Abby Tech, somebody different. I mean, I swear to you, April, we were both flirting with each other. I mean, I was not crazy. Right. Like, we like we were just back and forth. Oh, I, I know. I remember the story. So, basically, as you guys know, so I made magic puffs for everybody, like, for my class, for, like, snack day. It was, like, my sophomore year, my last year of Ivy Tech. And um, this guy at the time, like, who were like we worked together during like projects like we were both like volunteers of the community like we were both go-getters so basically um so basically like i gave he usually likes he usually like declines things like events and and like but this time he accepted my treat like this uh i'm trying to think he he um so I gave him it, and he accepted it, and he tried it. He's and he like he really likes it. He's like, "Wow, you're a student. You're such and such. What else you can do? Like, like what else? What what can what can you not do?" Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I wear. And so I said, I don't know what I said, but I'm like, well, I wear many hats. That and was I'm just clever. Like, That's clever. I like that. That's clever. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just like, yep, I'm that girl. I'm that girl. <laughs> like <laughs> she literally wears the hats. Everyone, she literally wears the hats. I I literally do. Like, yes, I do the cooking. Yes, I do the I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. And she will <laughs> snatch your hat right off your head and wear it too. <laughs> She will cook. She will clean. She'll yeah. make you magic puffs. What am I trying to do right now? Hey, hey, she's single. Yes, I am single. <laughs> like y'all, I I am a catch. But you better treat me with some damn respect too. I ain't gonna let you walk over me. Nah, respect. But yes, you are dealing with a bad bitch. Like. And that is on period. Period. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh. So <laughs> we need to get you out of the house though. I know. Like like literally, like on the news today, like we were like literally the news is just so it's been relevant today. Like literally it says, Oh, there's been stress of um, COVID like of kids has been stressed of COVID nineteen students, and I'm like, 
well, I'll be damned. Yeah. And, he, and she's like, it did the air, it it it, 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 it was like so. It did like one of the students are like, you know, you know, one of my down, my lowest moments was like the physics. Cause I, and I told my mom, you know, I could, you know, I have some few lowest moments in my life last year. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> it also like, it also they they talk about seasonal depression, how that is on the rise too because of COVID. Obviously, and how like what. <laughs> And how, like, one of them is, like, saying, you know what? I just miss human contact. I'm like, yeah, me too. I do, too. I miss yeah. The news makes it sound like it's this giant breakthrough. Like, they have discovered fire. And it's just like... Yes. Wow. It's not fucking... It's not fucking new. Like, this is how... This is how we feel. Isn't that special news? Isn't that special? <laughs> you can get a gold star for today. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like y'all. Like we're we've been we've been going through this. Like, come on. Like, I, I'm just like shaking my head. I'm like, yeah, Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oz. Honestly, I don't know what the hell's gonna happen within the week or next week. I don't know. I would not you be know. surprised if the aliens from Mars decide to come back to Mother <laughs> Earth and land on her grass and just say, you know what? Earth kind of sucks. It's not worth it. Pack up their space shuttle and go back. Can you believe the shit that happened in November and October of last year? It was like fall of 2019. And they talk about like Area 51, about aliens. Right, coming. right. That was a literal thing. And like they may have been at the school where like they they were playing like these alien really games. And I won an alien out of a raffle. I'm like, it, it became a trend on social media. I'm just like, is this a fucking joke? Wait, what have we come to in this world? Well, but, you know, aliens and alien literature and movies and stuff like that, that's been around for a while, though. That's been around for a long time. Yeah, that's that's true. Let's be honest here. Let's, that's, that's very true. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, it's scary. What's so interesting is that Man, the groundhog was right. We do we are getting six weeks more weeks of winter. Yeah, I know. I saw that and I'm like, yeah, we'll see about that groundhog. We'll see. He says the same thing every year. Yeah. We'll see. And then I'm like sitting here like, oh, I guess he was right for the first time in ten years. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like honestly. I'm honestly, like, just cannot wait for spring. I know, me too. I'm, like, so over it, though. Because even though we haven't had snow, it's just been really, really, really freaking cold this year. Really cold. Just nasty. It has been cold. Like I told you. Like like I told you on, like, this last, last episode today. I've been asking for a white Christmas. Right. And 
you know what's better? I get early spring break. <laughs> right. There you go. Exactly. It is it is snowing and I'm trapped. Like she's trapped. She's not even kidding. She's seriously trapped right now. <laughs> like y'all, I I cannot. Send help. I cannot. Like Yes, yeah, send help. Like I like literally all this all last week I was like, oh, I, I'm so excited because I'm doing these pro- secret pro- projects and I'm hoping to be on campus to do it. But now I'm just like, yay. It didn't like it did like what really sucks is that like I had an appointment, a life changing appointment to heal myself mentally and it got canceled. So, woo! That's just ridiculous though. I can't believe they can't do they can't keep your appointment and just make it virtual. That's just that's nonsense. I mean, no. The thing is, they the uh, the appointment is virtual. April. I know, but they still canceled it. Is my point right? True. I mean, I mean the whole school system canceled it, but yeah, yeah. Oh. <sighs> I just, I mean, yeah, yeah. And I understand. So, it's just very so, frustrating. So the appointment I'm talking about, you guys, I would just, I might as well just share. It's counseling. Yeah. For the third time, <laughs> I signed up for counseling. Because boy, I've been through. I I had a couple mental breakdowns for the past couple weeks, and boy, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> well, and you shouldn't. Anyone who's listening, you shouldn't feel bad about going into counseling, seeking out counseling. I've been for years. It's just part of just keeping myself on track and everything, and. Right. Same with anyone. People people still are really against it. And it's just like, you know, it could be good for so many things. It can be. Like, you know, like when I, I'll never forget the moment when I decided to first go to counseling. I mean, like I was just at a very little point in my life. That was during first year of college. Well, sorry, first year of Florida Institution College. Yeah, junior year, I guess then. Yeah, junior year, yeah. But, like, it was, like, October. Like, I remember that exact day. It was October, a week of October. October 2019 was really the worst mentally for me. Right. It was. I was was just going through shit. But I just, you know, I decided that, you know what? I need some help. And so I... I like schedule appointment and on Halloween, my first appointment was on Halloween. Right. And and like and of course whoever for the first time whoever going to counseling, you know, you expect yourself to heal, but you know, it was it was like it wasn't satisfying because of course you expect to like have this breakthrough moment, cry, you know, but you know, it's just it was easy going, but of course, we go, when it comes to being counseling, especially for the first time, all your problems will not be fixed. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, they won't. I mean, that's, that's, 
and also that's just a process you're gonna have to work on for yourself i mean they're just here to listen and just give you suggestions yeah they're just giving you suggestions and honestly they will offer a perspective that is completely unbiased because they don't really know who you are they don't know your friends your family you know who influences you and they will give advice and they're trained to do this and they will offer suggestions you know, or if you're in a situation where you need help with other things, like say, let's say, hypothetically speaking, you were homeless or whatever, they will say, like, okay, well, I know of X, Y, and Z shelter over here. You know, maybe we can give them a call, whatever. I mean, and then there's right. career counseling. Counseling is huge it's a huge world of there's all different kinds of uh counselors and psychologists and all sorts of things yeah and also like it's just i don't know like i mean going through it like back to my story i mean going going through counseling like i've been through i had like three sessions and it was like i really she was really good like it was really good. Like she was basically telling me stuff that my my friends and my loved ones would tell me. And so like I just decided to stop because like, you know, it was just basically what I heard before. Right. And it might be that way sometimes. And, and, and the receptionist told me, you know, like we're always welcome and she was so nice. And so like everything was just good. It was like I mean it was good and bad, but it was good for a moment there. But I mean, I was at another breakthrough. I mean, I didn't, I didn't bother with it, but until uh, the same time period, fall of 2019, I think it was also October. Funny enough, but that's funny. I, it was like towards the towards the end of October that um, I was going through shit again, and part of that shit was. Me questioning my sexuality for the umpteenth right. time. Now, now perspective. This is before I I confer- This is before. This is way before. Well, actually, about five months before I confirmed that I was truly get truly bi. And so, <laughs> I was just like I signed up, but then like I was so pressured. And I'm like, I had, I told my parents about it again. They were just on the fence. Like, they just didn't, you see, how they see is how everybody else see it. They just think that, you know, it's going to be on no. record. It's going to be on record in my job and they're going to be me like as crazy. That's what they're basically saying, which is no, not the case. No, that's not true at all. In fact, your employers won't even know I mean, about we got, it. You know what I mean? True. But, we, but seriously, we need to normalize not thinking that we need to normalize that there's nothing crazy or about going right. to counseling or having or going through a mental breakdown. I mean, it's extremely healthy at times. It's extremely healthy to let out your feelings, to let it out. It is that's, healthy. That's absolutely true. 
you know, like, we really need to normalize it because it's been such a stigma for years and, like, people are just, like, able to hold it in, you know, and, and no, like, we, we shouldn't have to, but that's just another topic. I mean, we're going to be April, we're going to do a whole entire series about it when it's um, Awareness Month. But anyway, back to my point, like, and then, like, I ended up, like, not doing it because based my parents' wishes. But then, but then again, what made me want to do it this time is just that it was about four weeks ago where I had another mental breakdown. Right. Like, it was just so, like, I was just so stressed. So, I was just so heartache over somebody who I truly miss and so upset about like my that sexuality is just keep on being condemned by fucking religion and all that shit and and I was just so feeling a lot of stuff that day yeah and and that's when I realized that you know what I should I should just go counseling like I just need perspective of what what I'm going through exactly and so I did and so, like, and, like, and I told April this. I'm, like, look, I'm 22. This is, like, this is my decision. And I I decided to do this, to treat this like an adult and not tell my parents about it because I am an adult. And, and so, like, yeah. Exactly, because it's not true that your employer would even find out about it. You're, this is all confidential. In fact, true, there's and, a lot of employers that so, like, they even have, uh, they send their employees to counseling sometimes. I mean, for free, not even having a copay, not even having a charge against your health insurance. Like, not all places offer that, but some places they'll refer you and they'll send you themselves. I mean, even if they know, they won't know what you discussed, <laughs> but um, there's so many places out there that can really help and offer perspective and the really nice thing about counseling is um if you don't click with a counselor it's okay like you can find someone else there there's plenty of them and yeah your your work won't know um your family won't know it doesn't matter like even with children um her under 18 i mean there's a certain age and point where you would go and I know this firsthand when I was a teenager, my mom was not involved in it anyway. Uh, she had no idea what we discussed. Um, it was confidential. And that's the thing is like even a, a child can sit in with a counselor without their parents at a certain age. I mean, of course, there could be a communication bar- barrier, you know. Um, if there's a very young child, but like, you know, I, I even think about my kids, if they ever needed to go to counseling, it, it's none of my business in the fact of what they talk about. If it's something incredibly important right. or something, you know, the counselor would think I would need to know, like, of course, if someone was hurting themselves or hurting others, that's different. But everything else, it's between you and that other person. Yeah. 
Exactly, you know? Like I said, like, we need to get rid of this, like, this stigma. And, of course, it's normal to yes, be Yes, it's totally natural. Like, That's 100% normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so funny because I, like, I talked to some of my, the receptionist, like, playing my appointment. I told her, you know, well, three times a charm because I'm very Yeah, hesitant. exactly. Hey, Jane, do you mind talking to the <laughs> audience for a minute? I have to step out and I'll be right back in like just a couple minutes yeah okay I have to run to the restroom All sorry right. guys I'll be right back <laughs> yeah but uh, I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation so far I mean it's just sort of been a interesting day interesting Boy, life is sure interesting. Like, have you, have you ever had one of those moments where you're just like, fuck, why, why the fuck am I here? You know, like, have you ever just have this fear about dying? You know, and just like this fear about living forever and never ending. Like, because honestly, we all have those moments like where you just want something to end. But then again, Based off of how you feel about somebody and how and how you're in love with the people you're with or you love things that you do, the passion, whatever whatever you have in life, you just don't want it to end. And that's what life is all about at times. I mean, it's so fucking weird. But you know, that's that's part of being a human being. That is definitely part of being a human being. But I just hope, I really hope you guys, whether, I really hope this touched you in ways. Are you still there, Jane? And don't be shy. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, I was just telling the, yeah, I was just telling the audience about, um, about, about being human. Basically, while you were gone, I was, I was explaining to the audience, like, have you ever have this fear of dying or like have you just have you just have one of those moments where you're just like fuck why the fuck am I here are you kidding yes of course (laughs) I ask myself every day why are we here (laughs) it didn't like I also talked about the lies about the fear of dying and the fear and the fact that we get to live forever and all that shit like the afterlife and so I'm like, but then again, like I explained to them, then you just feel like when you have somebody who you love and you have a passion in your life or whatever, you're just like, you know, I just don't want this. I don't want it to end. Right. You know, and it's just, I mean, it's insane to feel like that. But at first you just hate it. But then again, but then again, I mean, you have to feel it. You just have to because we're all. <laughs> We're not involved in this. I mean, honestly, like, life is just so crazy. Yeah, that's true. Like, like, oh my gosh. And some of the stuff that we've been through in this nation, it's just so interesting. It's just so interesting. But again, it just makes you fucking mad. I'm just like, what the fuck? How? But then again, I'm like... Well, it's the world, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> and that's true. 
and that's the thing like it depends on what you follow too you know what I mean like um, especially on social media if you're watching everything that's going to piss you off you're going to be pissed off kind of thing true yeah true and, and that's why I try to limit myself off of yeah. social media I try to I really try to like and like I try not to like see too much things that just really drives me crazy it's like just I try to like take a step back. right like there are days where I just want there are days where I just want to scream at somebody and just fight throw hands well not actually fight because I I don't like violence I really don't anyway it's just <laughs> But there are days where I just really want to tell tell off somebody. I really want to debate somebody. There are days where I just truly feel like that. Yeah, that's true. But then again, but then again, I remember that people just don't people people are uneducated. Well, that's true too. They don't they don't know. And that here's the thing: we all been programmed. We all been programmed. In, er- in most areas of life, whether it's religion, whether it's your love life, whether it's growing up, like we all have these Exactly, that's true. And then like we're stuck with it. But th- but here's the thing, we don't have to be stuck with it. We are given that free yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, that's what my point was but earlier. Then, the free then, will to make decisions about, you know, what you follow, what you don't follow, what you watch on TV, what you read in the newspaper, like all those decisions, you know. But, but, but the truth is, we all make it so damn hard. All of us do because of pressure, social pressure, peer pressure, fucking peer pressure. Because we don't want to disappoint our feelings, we don't want to disappoint ourselves. That old part of ourselves, we don't. We want to please everybody. We want to be successful. We want to be happy. This kind of materialistic right. happiness. But, you know, I've been on this earth for 22 years. I've been a Christian for five, six, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I have no idea the evolution is going on because at first I used to follow people, but then again, I've been following people my whole life, but I've always been like a national leader. But but then I knew that I knew that shit wasn't that the world's cruel. I knew all along, but it's still shocking to me. But also, living in this country, I lately I've just been mad right. at everything. I'm mad at the, I'm mad at this country. I'm mad at the people. I'm mad at bigots. I'm just mad at this. I just fucking hate it. And like I never felt this way. And the reason why it just what makes me so mad about it is just of how gaslighted I've been. How the gaslight, the 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 wash, the brainwash I've been. That like you know. And how I have these, th- and how it impacts me, not only as a person, but as a, pe- right. as a person of color. Because, like, I just felt like I didn't know I had to, like, 
have these expectations. I had to not show how black I am. I had to like cold switch in order for myself to fucking survive. You know, there are times, there are moments where I just fear for my fucking life because I don't want to get shot for no fucking reason. I don't. <laughs> like, or things that I just think of these these scenarios. And then also when it comes to religion, I just think, oh, I'm, I'm afraid of disappointing God because I want to have sex before marriage. And like, I just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm being attacked because I haven't been in church. Yeah. You know, all that shit. I hear stories from people, but then as I grow every day and as I read the history and as I hear people's perspectives and as I hear God, I realize that it's bullshit. It's it's really bullshit. Especially when it comes to religion. Honestly, what made me what made me like this, like what made me get away towards religion, it be more spiritual. What made me get away from church is the trauma I felt. I've been right. Through. It's the trauma, the tra- the trauma. For years, because of how I was raised, I had to oppress my sexuality. Right. I had to oppress my sexuality. And when I masturbated or think of sexual adults, I'd be ashamed of myself. Because, because as they say, God washes everything. And that you just have to stay pure. And pure. it's just like the world is so and, big. It's like how can one being, let's just say God, for for argument's sake, let's say God. How can one entity watch the whole world at the same time? You know, we have almost 8 billion people on this earth. And wouldn't it right. be more important to watch over something else that would be more of a problem exactly instead of instead of which I don't know gay people loving like a fucking human being instead of what they quote quote having sex instead of like I don't know a murder a pedophile a sex offender but you're worried about premarital sex you're worried about woman being a slut and all that shit but you're not worried about murders or fires, you're worried about. Yeah, the there's small all shit. kinds of other things that are more That's important right now. There's all kinds of. There's instead of just I don't know, c- caring about our own damn bodies. You know, I. I am so tired of religion, just using it the wrong way. To. To justify, to discriminate, to make us feel bad, to oppress, to be misogynist, to be sexist, right. to be abusive. I'm tired. How, like, and I just think to myself, how the hell was I raised like this? 
how? And I think to myself, like, and like, and like when people just tell me what to do, like, and that's like, that was part of the breakdown I had last Saturday, basically. Because, like, I remember, like, one Saturday, oh, man, I'm, I'm literally shaking because this literally pissed me off. So I was on TikTok, and basically, like, this girl, this Christian girl, she says, you know, I was just thinking about sex. Like, I just keep thinking about sex, but you know what? I should just go off an Instagram. I'm like, no, not on my watch. We are sexual beings. We are sexual beings. God created us to be sexual beings. We should not. We should not be ashamed if we think about sex. There's nothing wrong with sex. It's a gift from God, as y'all Christians say. As y'all say, it's a gift from God. Like, like, we, I, we should not be a, like, there's just so much I wanted to say. There's so much shit in religion that I just cannot fucking stand. There's just so much shit I need to get off my chest. And I'm not trying, and again, I'm not trying to bash, I'm just bashing at the part of right. the discrimination. Look, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with religion. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with having a religion, believing in something. There's nothing wrong with that. Because, you know, if you want to save yourself to mirrors, save yourself to mirrors. That's your choice. Choice. Here's the evidence. Choice. But if you're trying to use that agenda to push it on somebody, not agenda, but if you're trying to push that on somebody else, right? that's the problem. That is the problem. Keep that shit to yourself. Look. In Christianity, we are supposed to love our neighbors no matter fucking what. We are supposed to spread the gospel about how good who how good God is, how God loves you, instead of just suggesting what you should do to please God. We cannot please God. We're human beings. We could please God, and God even knew that himself. That's why Jesus came down. Right. Like, I mean, we we are seem to be forgetting about Jesus was human too, you know? Like, and he was feeling the same shit I'm feeling. It... It... It's really hard. Like, I never felt... I never felt this anger before in my life, guys. And I have. But, you know, like... You see, the reason why I'm very passionate because I've been quiet for a long time. Because I was so scared to say something. I was afraid to offend somebody. I was so scared. But now... But but now I'm not. I'm not scared. Because I will not let anybody tell me who what I cannot or who who cannot love because it That's is my true. choice. I am a human being. 
and y'all are human beings. And for those who are struggling with that, for those who have, like, who are struggling with these quote-unquote homosexuality tendencies, quote-unquote sexual sin, don't stress about it. It is natural. You guys are humans. Your feelings are value. That's true. Do what you want. Do what you want, but with consent. But with right but with the right decisions. Love who you want. Don't let religion oppress you. Don't let the people of the church oppress you. The people of church can't do not trust anybody. Trust God and trust yourself. Follow your gut. If you feel uncomfortable in a church, right. leave or report it. Do both. Look, just because there's people in the church doesn't mean they're holy. They are just as human as you. So, so for those who are listening, who are religious, who are struggling, who are going through the same struggles, I hear you and it'll get better. Be yourself. And, and, and God loves you for who you are. He didn't make no mistakes. He didn't. And you know that. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. And he has plans for you. He knows you. He does. Nobody else knows you but yourself. So. So I just want you all to know that. And if you want, if you want, and do not be afraid to, to lift your voice. Don't be afraid to scream, to be mad. You can yell at God. You have every right to yell, to be true, upset, to cry. True. Don't hold it. Don't hold it, guys. I'm serious because you. I'm I'm very serious right now. And if you if if you're told that you're and if they. Don't just don't. Just don't. You are valued. And you can wear whatever you want. You are not the problem. Woman. And okay, I just want to, and for all you women out there, don't be afraid to show out your sexuality. That's for anybody. But I'm talking to you, woman of faith. Don't be afraid to show your sexuality. Don't be afraid. You are pure. You are powerful. You're not slut. You're powerful. Don't take any shit for anybody. For the man. Respect woman. We we have birthed you. Respect them. Remember that Adam came that Adam needed a helper. Remember that. So respect woman. Listen to them. And for anybody else, have decency. Be honest with yourselves. Please. Be honest. Don't be afraid to tell how you feel. Don't be afraid to fight. Don't be afraid of anything. It is Life short. Is so fucking short, y'all. Make time. Like, make time for life. 
make time to do whatever you want to do and don't worry about what people will yeah, say. Yeah, because it's not don't. it's not worth worrying Just about. Don't. We're only on this earth for a short time. Yes. I mean, this is our work. This is, we have a life. We have free will. We, we get to live whatever we want. There's no regrets. Live with no regrets. Just, I just had, to, I just had to like tell y'all tonight because I want, I don't want anybody. I want to heal people. Like, I don't want anybody to feel shame about being themselves. Because I know how it feels. I definitely know how it feels. So. Yeah. I was just listening and I didn't want to interrupt you. Well, thank you. Oh. <laughs> Literally shaking. But but yeah, like it's just we just need to talk, you know? Like we just Yeah need to listen exactly. to each other. That's true. And no matter how and the and no matter how, and another thing, no matter how wrong that person might be, we still gotta listen, and just and just find their search for their per- per- perspective. Yeah, that's true. And just and you know respect because you know by listening to a chart, it can go a long way, but if you don't, then you don't. But the best solution is to walk away. You know, it's just funny, you know, because, like, you know, we can live life in many ways. And we can have relationships in many ways, you know. You know, how I was, how I was raised, you know, it was like, you know, you start out with friends, you date somebody, and then you marry, and then you have sex and have babies and all that kind of stuff. But, you know... I don't that's know. how a lot of people have been we, raised. But then honestly. later on, yeah, yeah, especially myself. And but then, but then again, that's just not the case. I mean, you can have sex and you can fall in love through it, and and then get married or right or not be married at all, and just still have a have a healthy relationship. I learned today that a wedding, a marriage is basically a ceremony. It's basically tradition. It's an, institu- it's an right. institution. Especially the wedding part is just, basically. you know, the wedding part is just a big party, you know? And sometimes people don't have big weddings, and I understand that. And I understand that some weddings can be very small or just with a few friends or a couple people. But a marriage, just, it's a lot of work. People think of the cake, the gown, the tux, the rings. They don't think about, you know, financial hardship, houses, 
mowing the grass, doing the laundry every day. You know, they don't think about that stuff. Trust me, I know. I mean, it takes, you know, and, and like, when you find that person, they have to deal with your shit. And yeah, you and, and intermingle the families. And, and, you know, it's, you know, get along with the in-laws and all kinds of things. People... People think of the fairy tale wedding when they think about marriage, but they don't think about the whole picture. Yeah, and, and you know, for a long time, again, I'm a hopeless romantic. I just think, I just thought romance was all fairy tales too. But then when I started falling for people and when I started like having being involved in like these situations ships <laughs> it is not all fairy tales you know when it comes to like loving yeah. somebody it's hard as hell it is hard especially if you don't get that kind of thing back that's true you know it just it sucks especially if that person means a whole lot to you and they change your life and they save your life and they find life. They make you realize that life is not bad. I mean, they, and especially, you know, the shittiest part is that that person lets you on. And, and yeah, some that happens sometimes. It, you know, it's and, important to know it doesn't always happen in that way. Yeah. It's not always bad. There's a lot of good situations. True. True. I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, of course, and I have my moments, too. You know? It's just... I don't know. I'm being... This is too... Like, I'm sharing too much, but... Like, it's just... But, yeah, like... I mean, I have some very good moments. But then there's bad moments, too. Which is a nice balance as long as there's consistency and there's time. I mean, I, I saw something interesting today on YouTube. And there's this valedictorian. He graduated and then like he says that he regretted it the 16th second. And he was really honest. And he says that, you know, like, for a year, like, his senior year, like, he had to focus right. on being valedictorian. Like, because he wanted that position. And he had to compromise. He had to, like, get rid of his, like, relationships with his friends and with his God and all that stuff. But, you know, like, it felt good the first 15 seconds, he explained. But then 16 seconds, like, oh, my gosh. I got right, yeah. to do something. But the but the moral of the story is that 16 seconds, we should have no regrets. And that's what I'm just saying. We should make time. Because life is not going to be all about grace. It's not going to be all about bad Victorian shit. It's just going to be exactly. like, okay, you're living. You're... Your like life after college living. is working, 
you know, after you're finished with school, you're working, you're paying bills, you're eating dinner, and you're having Netflix and chill. <laughs> you know, seriously, and, and paying bills. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so much easier. I can attest to this because I've struggled, Jane. You know how much I've struggled being in school. It's easier not being in mm-hmm. school. It really is. It's so much easier to go through the day. I, I think about me, you know, subbing right now. And even though I'm not a teaching major, I'm doing this to build up work experience, life experience, you know, to kind of determine what kind of career path I want to go when I'm finished with my bachelor's degree. And it's taught me a lot so far. And the thing is, you know, it's so much easier Truthfully, as hard as the job is, it's easier going to work and coming home and spending time with my own family without worrying about me doing my online schooling. Like, it truly is. But I'm so close. I'm only, after this semester, I'm only uh, 24 credit hours away. So, like, three semesters for me since I go part-time. And then that's it. And then I'll be done. So that, you know, I'm almost done. But that's my point, guys. Like, as soon as you get done with your schooling, whatever you do, whether you're in beauty school, whether you're an engineer, whatever, whatever path you decide to go on and you start working, It's like you get to the easy part. Easier part, I say. I think so. (laughs) Yeah. And And it's about balance. You're a workaholic. And you never take time for yourself. Eventually, that's going to catch up to a person. You know, you might feel bitter, resentful, whatever. It is. But if you don't do anything and procrastinate, I mean, you're going to fall behind. Like... So there's a balance of, like, working, spending time with friends and family, all that stuff. There's definitely a balance. I can definitely, very true. I can attest to this because I, I, in ways I have to work at home. Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, most, I am. I can say that, but like lately, I'm not much of it. I'm not much of it anymore. I mean, it depends, like because it sort of just cooled down a moment. I, I learned to balance it. I have learned to balance it. But April, I could tell you a time in my life where I was just so focused on school, and this was like, I know I've seen it. <laughs> Ivy Tech. <laughs> Ivy Tech. Yeah, I I take where I was just so focused on school and extracurricular activities, and it sort of just and I was balancing at the same time volunteering at church, and and that sort of just drove me away from God and church and family and well not fam- family as much well friends and all and. I was, it was, it was a very stressful time. It was. I felt so lost. 
like so lost. Yo, you got to make time for the triple S's. You know, you want to just... know what the triple S is? <laughs> yeah, like you have to make time, man. That's why I try to tell my friends. Like that's why I try to tell the people around me. You know, I get it. I get it because, like, when I'm in stressful situations, I think of the people who I know who are very right go getter as me. And I think about how they they cannot like make time to hang out and all. Look, I get it. I do. But it's just like, what do you get out of being successful? Being like going going to the career of your dreams. Of course, you're gonna get out of this passion. But what about in relationships? What about yourself? Like, how do you feel? You know the saying, how you feel lonely on yeah. top when you're successful? <laughs> I mean, that's a true fucking saying. You know? And there are moments where I felt like that, too. And then, like, you know, what really, like, taught me more, you know, I... It took... COVID-19, being quarantined... I'm not gonna say COVID, but being quarantined brought me some perspective about relationships having relationships and I've grown to and I've realized that I cannot I just cannot compromise school like I mean I cannot let school be right in my life the main thing in my life because I want to put people first too like you know, in a way, like, I want to rake them. Especially God, I have to put God first always. But, you know, and also, too, like, and, and seriously, like, it just really made me think of the people who, like, really changed my life. And that's when I started saying, you know, like, I really love them because, you know, COVID is, like, really killing people. And I just don't want my, well, the people who I love to be that number. That makes sense. I I totally understand. It just. So that's why I'm just telling you guys that life is so short. You know, we need to do something like we need to we need to persuade, pursue these relationships. If you want, have time for ourselves. Right. That's exactly true. That's so true. And another thing I think about, like, you know, Jay, when I was telling You you. You know, when relating to her previous episode, when some of these younger people that were early college students, if they messed up on one little thing, they would freak out and just come unglued. And when I say mess up, in my eyes, it's not messing up. It's just having a little speed bump in your journey of, you know, if they got an F on a paper or something, they would freak out. They would think their life was over, that Nobody should be under that kind of pressure. Like, if True. you get, like, I'm not saying, you know, just totally be lazy, don't give a shit about your schooling. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, your life will not be over if you get an F on one paper. You're still more than likely able to bring it back up. And the pressure that a lot of these students are under is absolutely ridiculous. And I feel like the pandemic has made people understand and realize that us, you know, especially Americans, live in such a fast-paced environment 
some things are not really worth being said over. You know what I mean? Like some things are just <laughs> true. And They're... it's easier probably for me to say because of my age. You know, I'm turning 32 in like six weeks. So I can relate. <laughs> Do what? Oh, wait, gee. Oh, I, yeah. I said, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I can relate to some of these younger people who would get so rattled over having a bad grade because they were worried about their teachers, what are their teachers thinking, their, you know, parents, their friends, whatever. But I'm here to tell the young people who are younger than I am, it's not worth. Don't let yourself crumble over getting one bad grade or even if you get a couple of bad grades, there's time. To make it up, you know, there's time to pull it up. There's time to, com- if you go and you show up every single day for that class, that professor more than likely, I can't, I know there's always a jerk professor out there. I know that, but more than likely, if you're saying, Heck you know, yeah. if you communicate, that's a big thing. People are afraid to communicate when they're struggling. And if you communicate, say, I just don't get this. I don't understand. There's so much help out there. There's tutoring. I'm sure there's even virtual tutoring right now. You can email them. You can have a conversation. You know, like I've been in that situation. You know, Jane, I struggled so badly with uh, regular biology at Ivy Tech. And I failed a couple of tests. But I was able to get out of there with a B. Because I communicated with that professor. And what saved me, Jane, honestly, was the labs. The labs were like, as long as you showed up and you did them, you got full credit, if that makes sense. You know, last Monday. Right. I have dropped the class. Because, like, it was, like, it was an overload. It was... It was too much, you know, off of my, it was too much on my plate. And you know, the funniest, sorry, it was Tuesday, last Tuesday, I dropped my class. And wait, no, Monday, my bad. No, Tuesday, I dropped my class. Anyway, <laughs> my gosh. Anyway, you know, the funniest part, April, like, I just felt so calm. And, you know, I just felt like, you know, this is a normal thing. Because the first time I dropped a class was, right. of course, junior at USI. And, like, it was my math class. And I was just freaking out. Like, because and my teacher basically told me, and shout out to my professor. She told me that if I still drop my class, exactly. then it's just going to exactly. drop my GPA. And when I tell you that dropping that class was a soul lifesaver for me, it was a lifesaver. It saved me a lot of time and everything started right. to be slow. <laughs> but, you know, and as I explained to this, like a recent episode, like last year, well, actually last month, two months, yeah, last month, uh, no, two months ago, last year, uh, I just had this negative stem stigma negative stereotype that you drop the class then you're just a failure then you're just like a bad student or something 
Whereas, like, that's not entirely no, the case. No, it's not. Like, I, I understand. Like, I was given, yeah, yeah, I was given that perspective, April, that the real reason why you drop classes is because you just simply cannot do it. I mean, you simply, you, you just don't have the time right, for it right now. And so, like, I, I started, and so, and me going through what I've been through, it sort of just put that perspective on, upon other students. And, and also, you know, and I've just, it, it was like, it was sort of like a nice moment. It was sort of like a, a full circle, circle moment for me. You know, like, I'm just accepting things as exactly. it is. You know, and that's the same thing when it comes to majors. You know, if you don't have a major, if you don't know what to do yet, I thought, you know, they just don't have everything figured out yet. That was, I mean, again, that same negativity, that that ego, that my ego. I had huge ego. And, like, and um, when I didn't, like, when I was struggling in the education program, for like two years. Yeah, two years. Damn. Um, I was just like, I was like, I was a go-getter. And I had, I had this, again, a huge ego. And I was just like, look, I, I tried to make everything co- to like work out, try to go to your, I was right. doing all, I was doing all of it. But I'm still not getting the same results. So I had a conversation and I, I even considered almost consider maybe dropping out and working right. because my sister is going to college next year. And so in the fall. And so like, but then luckily I had support parents, of course. I mean, sorry. Thankfully I had support parents and they understood. And that's when they suggested me that I should, do professional like get an associate well general studies basically and I made the decision to change my major I'll never forget the day I did that the, at the same time I dropped I withdraw from my math class again and I just and felt you probably won't even for the first for first since you time. took the uh, other math classes you know with your associate's degree, you probably won't even need to take any other math classes. I don't think you will. So it wasn't even like, I don't even think yeah. you need it in the first yeah. place anymore. And, you know, and again, and exactly. again like, it was just such full circle. Because I had, everything was, so, everything was a script to me. Everything. Right. Every single damn thing was a script. Ever since I was a little girl, ever since I was a little girl, because like I told myself I wanted to change the world. I want, and then when I got older, I wanted romance. I wanted to save myself, you know, and like, and you know, things change. You know, I'm just I'm continuing to evolve. Like I'm continuing to get new perspective, and changing my major was the best decision I made. It just brought me a peace because I learned through through experiences that, you know, either way, even if you don't get that, even if you don't get your way, God gives you something way better. And he did. And so I just, 
it's just sort of a full circle. And I knew that by the time like I take these new classes that I that I picked out for this year, I knew that something is going to happen. Right. And it did. <laughs> I I now know I want to do. I want to be a social worker. Like I every day I'm just thinking about what I'm thinking about now is just I see myself touching the youth, touching the little kids in an educational environment. Or see myself being in the office, touching people. I also see myself being an issue. And heck, even today, I think about like, like having like a administration administration degree, so I can be part of the school committee, so I can change the textbook, so I can like give students the right history. Change the school system of how to teach history since, like, we all since it's basically been whitewashed, since it's just been like, since it didn't really hold America accountable, it's been like America has been like the hero for, for fucking years, even though America is not the hero. This is not a patriotic country. I mean, honestly, you like, have that's a lot story, of options with social work. I want to teach history. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Conclusion, but like that's what I want to do. Like I want to, I want to educate people on life. I want to make people feel good about themselves. I want, I want to. I mean, that's that's just my moral, like my my values. It's just to treat people with the same respect as they they would treat me. And that's been my value since I was since I was a young girl. And right. I get annoyed at that. You know, and it's hard and I can tell y'all it's hard. It's really hard as hell. It's hard. But I'm still here. I'm still living. I'm still I'm human. You know. I mean, there are moments where I just feel like, you know, I'm afraid that I'm going to go through shit again. I'm afraid about breaking down again. You know, there are times where I just feel insecure about myself. But I just let it happen. I just let myself be like that. I just let myself be insecure. I let myself. And I know that's not. Hear me out. I'm trying what I'm trying to say is I allow the feelings, I allow those feelings to happen because if I choose to to uh, oppress it and let my ego get in the way of that, then I, I will never yeah. progress as a person. And, t- and so, and also I have bias. I, like, there are times where I can be negative I'm no better than anybody. I, you know, like I have some stereotypes too. I make stereotypes and and have these little things. Honest, like I'm being honest. Like I'm not, I'm not innocent. You know, like I put stereotypes upon people and people but not really prejudice will 
are just stereotypes and bias. I admit that, and there are things in the past where I'm not proud of, but I just didn't right. know I was, un- I was uneducated. But I'm, lear- I'm learning that every day, and I'm working on it. It's hard, but I'm working on it. So, so I just wanted to share y'all that I, <laughs> I just, I wanted to share that you guys, because in order for us, in order for life to be better, in order for us to, to be a better nation, we got to hold ourselves accountable. We have to. And even if we hate it so much, and if we, even if we hate ourselves for having that kind of negative trait. I mean, it's not, there's nothing wrong. It's human. Like, it's going to get better. Like, it doesn't define you. Your past doesn't define you. What you have done in the past does not define you unless you hold yourself accountable to it. And of course, you know, you can, there's, it's never too late to learn. Never. It's never too late to start a relationship with somebody who you haven't known about. Yeah, that's you know? true. But, but I know this is cliche, but not all of us are perfect, which is okay. It is. It's it 100% is okay. true. If anyone says they're perfect, they're lying. They're lying, lying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Yeah, they're just it's being a, egocentric. It's a lie, you know? But, yeah, yeah. Like Even so- my kids know that. <laughs> like, seriously, even my kids know that. They joke. <laughs> they joke sometimes, like, if they're uh, not acting right. And I'm like, come on, come on now, come on. And they're like, oh, we're perfect little angels. And they're joking. They're joking because they know it's not true. <laughs> I mean, I have really good kids. I'm not trying to brag, but they make mistakes too. And, uh, but it, it's funny. Even kids know that. You know, they know. And you know, too, kids. Kids are. Really I don't know the about some of these tomorrow. kids. They though. really are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but but let me give you an example. This is so this is sort of my early sneak peek of black history. And I know this history, so I'll have to like I like I know about this woman, I know about this girl, like I've been researching this, so I can tell this off the bat. So so as y'all know, Rosa Parks, she made history by refusing to give up the seat of the bus to a white man because black during the time of the Jim Crow era, right? black people had to sit at the back of the bus. But like, but in December of 1955, Rosa Parks refused to. And that was the start of the boycott movement. She started that movement. That's what they say. But it's not entirely true. Actually, a lot of people before her has been starting the boycott movement within those bus by seeing, by refusing to, to sit in the back. 
and one of the and one of those first people was a a fifteen year old teenager named Claudiette Coven. So Claudiette Coven, she she and her class were on a field trip, like taking like a, a museum and learning about about um, heroes such as Shore and their truth, and like about Harriet Tubman. And how like they were enslaved and how they were discriminated. And she just felt so inspired. And she was so angry. And basically, like about the law and and her teachers were teaching about the reality of the Jim Crow laws. And so she was she was angry about it. And she and she says that she felt that spirit, the spirit of these iconic black women. And so and so her and a group of other teenagers, they start they protest by refusing to sit at the back of the bus. She she got arrested and others too. But she the main one she got arrested. She was abused in jail, but then she got out and she told her story to the workstation, the NACCP. The yeah. NAACP. The NAACP. And so, and so, like, they, and of course, they believe her story. But here's the kicker. And this really annoys me. Like, they decided to set it up because if, if they knew that story, and, and in fact, like, she, she did, like, they, they wanted to have Rosa, who was older than her, who was mature. They didn't want to have somebody who's like a teenager because they, and I quote, they, her story will be unreliable since she was a teen. So Rosa. Right. So it was yeah, same. I remember you telling me a little bit about really? that before. And <laughs> that's unfortunate that they they did it that way, honestly. And I heard that story. You know, but but again, 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 it was rightful cause. Like it was right for slow. Like stays like she but the good news is like she still was the symbol. She still like sparked those moments, even though it was already well, started. That's true. Even though like that's it true. gathered people's attention. But like but then but then like but then again to like but then again, it could have been a child too, because literally there are moments like where children were literally leading the movement, the civil rights movements. I mean, there was like the children's march. Like there was, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff, and children were literally like discriminated. They were literally right. abused and literally water hose, literally water hose by by their rights, and so like. It's just it is unfortunate. It is really unfortunate. But you know, like she, I think she says that she's sort of glad she didn't get the well, limelight that's because true like, she too. gets to live yeah, her life. That's true. You know, I mean, she wanted to have, ki- yeah, like you, you know, she didn't want to have that attention. But it was just, it was so inspiring that a teenager, a teen, like started this revolution. You know, and in a whole lot of teens. You know, and that's like that's like sort of my Black History Month of the day, and also, 
another like a young young person was Ruby Bruce's. Like she, she was the first girl to right. Yeah, she's still living to today. All white school. And oh, yeah, I know she's such an icon. Was so is so what, and that's and that's what in in her case and Arab and all white people were so mad. I mean, literally, it took like it. The National Guard literally had to like walk her into. Oh my school. god, I was about to and mention that. That's by Norman that. Rockwell, by the way. They were. Yeah, like it, it was. It was so insane. That was a little girl, y'all. But anyway, like, and that's what inspired the Brown versus Board of Education in 1954. And how, like, in also what's so interesting is that back in 1896, um, 1800s, the late 1800s. Pressy Ferguson. This is when Jim Crow's laws were. This is like the early days, like the early days of Jim Crow laws, there was segregation already before it came known in um, streetcars. You know, like black people right. working the red walls and stuff, and there's segregation between whites and blacks. And this guy, like, he decided to, like, he just, his name is Press, Pressy. He decided to work to be on the white side and work the carts. And like he refused, and like which raised, which really made white people mad, and they went to court about it, and that was, and that's when the famous line, Pressy versus Ferguson, it was says, separate but equal. It was constitutional. That's what they're saying for them to. to right. It was it was constitutional for them to be separate. That's what, but then when. Years later, when Ruby Bruce just went to an all-white school, when it was just such a, when she gone through all that discrimination with Browns versus Board of Education, it was unconstitutional, and and that was and that's what made it such a landmark case. It ended right, segregations exactly. in schools. So so I mean it's the freaking parallel. So, like, wow. So, yeah, like I said, you've changed the world. Like, you've our leaders. Like, and kids know oh, more yeah. than you think. Hey, they we know a lot. We know. They know a lot. Like, I mean, let's not forget about the mo- the movement, the mar- the March movement, back in twenty eighteen against guns. Where they should, where there's literally all they're protesting is having stricter guns on. They're right. not trying to take y'all guns away, conservatives. Sorry, I just had to, I just had to say that. But just like the audacity that they're like the that the Sandy Hook, the Parkland shooters were just a setup, like stage. Oh, so you're thinking of lashers? Like they could all be fucking lashers and like being. That's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. All the dead children, all the dead t, like all the dead children, all the dead t-shirts. Like, okay, so y'all think we're all they're all Lazarus, you know, raised from the dead. Like, oh yeah, come on, no. 
the audacity. And all for fucking guns. Like, no, we're just trying to have stricter gun laws. Y'all still have your two constitution, the second amendment. Like, damn. It's ridiculous. Honestly. Like, they just have the the audacity. Wow, we, uh, (laughs) that escalated. (laughs) So much for the minimum wage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, we probably need to separate this into a different episode, Dane. Y'all, later. Because it's, already want yeah, running should. almost two hours. We We're leave, at I have an hour and 40 minutes. Oh my gosh. This is the longest episode. We'll talk about minimum wage thought. on a different episode. Oh. Yeah. Guys, I hope you enjoy it and I hope you guys can like if you guys survive for like almost two hours, thanks. <laughs> but if you guys want to listen to like fifty minutes, exactly. Just like listen exactly. To we just want listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we just that might I be mean, honestly that probably be a good idea. <laughs> I. Yeah, I'm going to separate yeah. the parts. I mean, this is going to be another Chatty Cathy's. And, like, I mean, I'm just giving y'all extra episodes. So y'all can just feel. <laughs> During this. Yeah, uh, there you go. That's a good word pop for it. it. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, I'm just going to read some comic books. Well, and just stay I up. need to go I to mean, bed in probably about a half hour. I need to rest, and then tomorrow I gotta get to work in for stuff for school. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, me too. I gotta get some work in, and I'm gonna do some projects yeah. and go outside and That's play a good idea. Snow. Be careful, though. <laughs> oh my god, it's so but, frigid. Yeah, it's so freaking it, cold because... We went out with the kids in the snow, and I'll make this really short. I was, we were only out there for 15 mm-hmm. minutes. The kids, like, rolled around in the snow, and then they're like, okay, we're cold. We want to go back inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, you guys, I hope you guys have a great night. Or a good day, whatever you listen to it. I bet y'all, I bet all of you guys, good days. And I'll talk to you at some point tomorrow, Jane. I hope you have a good rest of your night. Some fun. Goodbye. Yeah, he's.